Malcolm Culver, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. What's up, Royals fans? It's Davo, and I'm glad you're along for another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. And today we head down to Northwest Arkansas for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals of the Texas League. We're going to be talking with Malcolm Culver, a guy who comes out of that Naturals bullpen throwing fire. Sound familiar up here in KC? Well, the Royals have plenty more of those arms on the way, just like Culver, who uh, tops out at 98, sits consistently in the low to mid-90s, big-time change-up slider, a guy that's progressing very well. Malcolm Culver has been in the system, by the way, since 2008, so a name you've been reading for quite a while. The eighth round of 2008, the Royals took him. And if you're a a diehard Royals geek, a diehard minor league geek, You might remember that Malcolm even began his career from 2008 to 2010 as an infielder before the Royals switched him to pitching in 2011. He's a guy who's pitched in the Arizona Fall League a couple of times in 2012 and 2013 and a guy who won the Mike Sweeney Award this past year for best exemplifying what it means to be a Royal both on and off the field as well. Excited to have him on with us. Malcolm Culver talks with us here on Clubhouse Conversation. First of all, thanks for joining us, man, and how's everything going with you? Everything's going good, you know. uh... Just hanging out here in Arkansas, trying to put together a good season with uh, with my teammates. Yeah, you're off to a great start this year. And I also want to congratulate you on winning the Mike Sweeney Award this past offseason that best exemplifies the organization on and off the field. What did that mean to you, winning that? Oh, it's a it's a huge honor to, to win that one. You know, uh, that one especially. You know, Mike Sweeney, I've, I've had a chance to meet him. And, uh, you know, he's a great guy. And just to win that award, you know, representing like you said the organization on and off the field because it's not all about what what happens on the field it's what what you do off the field as well yeah absolutely well and you spent speaking of last winter too you spent last winter in the dominican you know republic down there playing what was that experience like oh it's a whole nother game down there yeah but you know yeah it's uh i mean it's 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 a uh, wild you know just the, the the experience itself you know where English isn't the primary language, and just the cr- the crowds just get at like just go crazy the whole game one through nine. <laughs> How is that? How's the food down there? I, I've kept it simple down there. I, <laughs> I stayed with just some chicken, rice, and beans. I've had, I've heard stories of uh, of some people getting sick. Yeah, if, <laughs> I have too. If you you know pick the wrong stand, walking to and from the ballpark or something, so. That's, yeah, that's good to hear. Now, how about uh, how are you liking the uh, you know the Springdale and Fayetteville area? You have, you spent some time there, obviously. What, what do you kind of do when you chill around there? Oh, it's awesome. You know, I have a I stay with a host family down here, and you know, uh, I, in my off time, you know, I do a lot of fishing. There's a couple lakes and ponds out here that I go fishing in. Uh, a couple golf courses that I like to go golfing as well. Yeah, for the most part, it's it's strictly fishing golfing and baseball uh now so you guys are playing san antonio right now at home and the texas league only has eight teams obviously so you get real familiar with the opponents and everything i mean have you noticed is the advanced scouting a lot better like in double a versus low a or high a or is it just the fact that you see the teams more or is it both 
Uh, I, I would say it's a, it's a, it's a, it's probably both. You know, we have our our scouting reports coming in. We have a series meeting before every before every uh, every series. You know, just what to expect and who, who they have. So it's it's nothing that's unknown when we come into the come into a series. But definitely only having eight teams down here, and you play each team numerous times. So I mean, you kind of get to know, and you guys you form a history with. Now, I mean, a lot of people have been reading about you for years, obviously, in the Royal system, but a lot of us haven't had a chance to see you throw in person yet. So for somebody listening right now, you know, what pitches do you throw and kind of tell us what you top at, what you sit at, and all that good stuff? Uh, well, I throw a four-seam fastball, a slider, change-up. And uh, my four-seam, my fastball can get up to 98. I normally sit right around 90, probably 93 to 95. And uh, sliders slider comes in at like 85 86 and change ups right around 88 with slider is probably probably my strikeout pitch coming up to get to righties like i've been able to throw that to righties and lefties for a strikeout you now my change up is coming along as well good good well the velocity is fantastic too um well so besides baseball i mean you're obviously were very good at football you had uh you know the chance to play both sports baseball and football at san diego state which was your better sport growing up baseball or football I've always thought it was baseball. You know, baseball has just come naturally to me. Uh, football, I mean, I loved the sport of football, you know, growing up. And I actually had to work work hard at improving my skills in football. What position were you in football? I was a wide receiver and uh, free safety in, in high school. Oh, okay, cool. And yeah. then, so with the Royals, then you've obviously spent time as both a pitcher and a position player. Uh, now, which were you better at growing up? Was there one you preferred over the other? Uh, no, like I, I, rare, I rarely pitched when I was younger. You know, I, uh, I, I played strictly just shortstop, middle infield. Growing up, once I got into high school, I was in those short and third base. But I didn't really start pitching until my, my senior year in high school. Like it just kind of clicked there, and I remember I talked to Scott Sharp when during one of the pre-draft workouts and asked him, uh, or he asked me like, what, do, what would you rather do? And I just I just said whatever gets me to the big leagues faster. Right. <laughs> and uh and uh that's the rest is history from there. Yeah, well so I was reading that you went to the MLB Urban Youth Academy Southern California showcase. So what exactly was that and was that kind of where the Royals first saw you? Uh yeah, I mean that showcase it was just a bunch of uh, you know prospects, high school prospects in uh in the Southern California area. And uh you know uh just a couple game series practices and and that was about it. Did you know very much about the Royals before they drafted you? I had talked I had talked to a couple scouts before, but it really caught me by surprise. Huh, well, it worked out well. So you, I mean, so you ended up obviously oh, yeah. by- bypassing the offer at San Diego State. Was that was that a tough decision? Did you kind of like think it long and hard over it? You know how how easy was it for you to sign? Uh, it was kind of tough, but uh, you know, overall, I think I made the right decision as as coming uh becoming a professional athlete. But yeah, it was definitely tough. You know, I sat down, talked to my parents, and to see what they had to say about it. And uh, you know, eventually, we came to the conclusion. Yeah, your was it your dad was a big late or a, a, a you know drafted by the Reds too, wasn't he back in the day? He was a second second round pick by the Rays back in 1980. I want to say it was. By the Reds, I mean, yeah, he was 
he yeah he played a uh, minor league ball for a couple years and then eventually got hurt towards Achilles and that ended his career. Very cool. That's cool that he was able to do that too, though. So, so the Royals, like we said earlier, so the first couple of years you're an infielder from 2008 to 2010, and then it was 2010 when you became a pitcher. Was was that kind of the talk you had with you know Scott Sharp? You know, it, it, was that when you guys decided it was best you you know that you went pitcher that, at that point? Yeah, I was uh, I was halfway through the season, and, you know, and I wasn't really hitting well. And uh, Scott had came into town, and we had just talked and. We eventually came to the conclusion that that following year I'll get back on the on the mound and see how things worked out. Well, so 2011 Idaho Falls, you were there, um, and then Burlington's where you started as, as a pitcher. Then, so you got out to a little bit of a rough start there yeah. in Burlington that summer, but you did strike out more than a, a hitter per inning. Uh, so big time potential there. What sticks out about you know about playing in Burlington? Just getting back on the mound. Didn't really have a feel for it. All I was trying to do was throw the ball hard. And I really wasn't pitching at all. Like I was just throwing up there. And uh, that next that next year, talking to Jim Brower in Kane County was, uh, you know, he kind of told me the pitching aspect of, of things. And I mean, he he turned my career around from there. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So three point six nine that next year in two thousand twelve in Kane County, nearly a strikeout burning again. So I mean, so you kind of just learned how to pitch at that point. Was that the big thing? Yeah that, yeah, that was a big thing, you know, paying attention to what the hitter does, and it's not just about going up there and throwing throwing the ball over the plate. You know, you got there's more more to just throwing strikes. And then uh, in 2012, then and 2013, you ended up, uh, you know, in the fall league there, uh, replacing JC in 2012 when he got injured, and then 13 again. You know, what did that mean to your development, pitching against those high level of hitters there? Oh, I mean, the, the fall league is awesome. You know, it's just a uh, just a whole nother level talent wise coming in. The guys I played some guys I played with are in the big leagues now. And uh but just the talent wise, it's it's an experience to, to have going to the fall league. Now, 2013, Wilmington, um, outside of one outing there at Northwest Arkansas, you had a two seven nine. So again the strikeout numbers keep rising there at Wilmington. How'd you like pitching there? Oh, uh, Wilmington was awesome. You know, just, just the atmosphere right, right around the Delaware area was was awesome. Uh, same, this is the same thing in that league. You know, you only there's only eight teams in that league, so you face face guys a lot. And I kind of had kind of had everybody who I faced down knew what they were trying to do or knew what they had done off of me. So, yeah, I'm sure that makes it a lot easier for you. Um, so then, last summer, Omaha, Northwest Arkansas, but mainly with the Naturals, obviously. You know, what sticks out when you think back to last summer? Uh, last summer was it was a there's room for improvement last year. You know, I had a, I mean, late in the se- earlier in the season, you know, I had a rough, rough little stretch there early in the season, which kind of ruined the, the ERA. But second half, you know, I turned things on and kind of got into a groove. And, uh, but yeah, like like I said, I mean, just being here in the Springdale, uh, Springdale area, you know, it's it's fun. Well, a few more questions for you. You guys got uh, some ridiculous arms there, obviously, with high upside. I wanted to ask you about uh, a couple of them. Kind of talk more about Miguel Almonte. Oh, Almonte. I mean, he's a, yeah, he has a very live arm, you know, and he's uh, coming into his own as well. His past couple starts, minus minus the last one, but his past couple starts, you know, he's really coming into his own and, and uh, getting people out. 
Yeah, he's 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 been fun to watch. And then there's one other guy that I keep. Everyone keeps talking about this guy, but it's like he's mysterious. No one seems to know too much. You know, t- tell us about Glenn Sparkman. The Sparkman, you know, he he got hurt earlier in the year. He's not he's not here right now. But uh, from what I saw earlier in the year before he got before he got hurt, you know, he's he was lights out for us. He had a couple good starts. He's very quiet, very quiet guy. So I I can see why you. You say no one really hears about him or hears from right. him because he kind of just keeps to himself and goes about his business business the right way. Well, well, thanks so much for all your time. Last thing I've got for you then before we let you go is, uh, you know, what would you like to say to Royals fans listening in summary? Uh, to all the Royals fans out there, you know, hopefully I can be up there sometime in the near future and, and help help bring a World Series to, to Kansas City. And I'm looking forward to playing in front of the fountains at Kauffman Stadium. Can't wait to have you up here, man. Keep working hard, and we're pulling for you. And thanks so much for your time, and hopefully we'll stay in touch and talk in the future.